Hello and welcome to the Wealth Guardians radio show. I'm your host, Doug Ray, and I really appreciate you spending some of your weekend with us. Bryce Payne is here in the studio with me. Bryce, what's going on, bud? Uh, not too much, Doug. How are you today? I can't complain a bit. We've got a great show for the folks, I think. We do indeed. I'm looking forward to it. So for those of you who are new to the show, Ray Financial and the Wealth Guardians, a local independent firm that works with folks within five to seven uh, years from retirement, as well as those who are already retired. You know, most people don't know how to turn their retirement savings accounts into a steady flow of income once they aren't drawing that paycheck anymore. And I've focused my practice on retirement income planning. You know, history shows there's two powerful truths when it comes to finances in retirement. Number one, what got you to retirement is not necessarily going to get you through retirement. And number two, losses mean more than gains in retirement once you aren't drawing that paycheck. And Doug, those truths still remain true today. And additionally, I want to remind everybody that we practice at our firm as fiduciaries, which means we are required to make recommendations that are in your best interest, not ours, and not every advisor out there practices as a fiduciary, but we do. And as always, before we get started with today's show, I want to give a big thank you to all of our uh, active duty military, our veterans, our first responders, and their families. Thank you guys, gals, so much. Salute, folks. All right. I second that, Doug. Um, Doug, would you say that everyone wants to retire at some point during their lifetime? Oh, yeah, sure. Okay. So that's safe to say. And would you say that most people make the decision based mainly on the amount of money that they've accumulated and saved? Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. All right. But that's not the only thing to consider, is it? No, not at all. Right. In fact, there are many factors that are often overlooked when it comes to making a decision on retirement. Well, Bryce, you bring up a really great point. Retirement is the ultimate goal of all workers, and most people work very, very hard throughout their lives just to get to the point of eventually being able to retire comfortably. You know, retirement is different things to different people. Right. You know, it, it may mean you don't stop working entirely. Uh, it, it means you could go part time. It, it means you could turn a hobby into some kind of a, a, a working uh, retirement job. And, and, you know, as you said, Bryce, the main factor that people consider in making transitions out of their main occupation to either full retirement or into something else is the amount of money they've saved. The decision is based on how much money needed to carry you throughout your retirement years. In other words, it is strictly a financial decision. But while it's extremely important, it's not the only factor to consider. No, not at all. In fact, it may not even be the most important factor. And during my many years of experience in retirement planning, I've helped many people retire and talked to thousands of retirees. And I've learned some valuable lessons. What's that? Specifically, factors they wish they could have considered before actually making the decision to retire. These factors are important because even with enough money to retire, many of these factors still ruin a retirement plan very quickly or make it a lot more stressful on you during retirement and make your retirement much less enjoyable. So if you're getting close to retirement, you definitely want to make sure you consider these factors before you make the ultimate decision to retire, because they'll have the overall effect on your retirement plan going forward. Yeah, that's true. So I guess what we're saying there is there's a lot more to it than money, and we might as well tackle the biggie right up front, and that's the emotional side of retirement. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and there, there can be a variety of emotional feelings that come up, and you need to be prepared for and realize 
they're perfectly normal. There are emotions around leaving a career that you've spent a lifetime developing and are probably pretty good at it. There's emotions around having others respect your accomplishments and look up to you within your company and the satisfaction that that recognition brings. And then, of course, there's the emotions around realizing you're aging and entering the later stages of life's journey. That's a tough one. And then there's also the emotions around controlling your schedule. Change is hard, even when it's change that you choose. And what I find is interesting when working, you know what your schedule is, and it becomes more or less a routine that you basically rely on, and it carries you through many, many years. But once one decides to retire, people often think, oh, I don't have to get up anymore. I can do whatever I want. I don't have to stick to that strict schedule. But there's an emotion involved in those changes, and you have to consider that as well. Doug, we, first, we see firsthand that this change affects people differently and, and sometimes negatively. So, folks, I want you to give some thought to this and help prepare for, yeah, for your body and your mind for these changes. Consider setting a schedule for retirement. Join some clubs, uh, get some activities set up. It will definitely help fill that gap of time so it won't be such a, a total change once you do retire. Would you agree with that, Doug? Absolutely, Bryce. You know, I don't think a lot of people realize how much the change in schedule is going to affect them. It can really impact your retirement lifestyle, and I've seen this firsthand. Yeah, we, we, I have too. So it's important to spend time thinking about what to do with your time. You know, have some type of game plan regarding what you're going to do with all this time you have left. Let's talk about Dale, a client of ours. When he retired, he basically turned a hobby into some kind of little part-time job. He's very talented. He makes these beautiful baskets. He has an eBay store. And he and his wife, Mary go together to all these craft events and they have they're having a blast now you know he's not making a fortune doing this but he's making enough money that they can have some fun in retirement now let's look at the other side and i'm not going to talk say his name he wanted to retire desperately about three years ago but he didn't have any plan of what to do in retirement and let's just say he and his wife are you know kind of at odds with each other well he's miserable in fact, when he comes in to visit us, it's like respite from his retirement. You, know? <laughs> so you don't want to be like that. The point I'm trying to make is whether you like to golf or go play 36 holes a day every single day or you have a lot of projects around the house that you want to work on, whatever it is, figure out what you're going to do with your time in order to have an emotionally sound and stress-free retirement. Be as happy as you possibly can. Absolutely true, Doug. And, you know, before we go to break, a final important non-financial factor that can most certainly affect retirement centers around your social life and, and the need to have family and friends to share your retirement. It's very important as you get out of a fixed routine that you've been used to and and be able to surround yourself with people. You know, a lot of times, Doug, married couples both work and then they try to retire close to the same time frame so they can enjoy retirement together. And in in concept, that's ideal. But what happens if now you're suddenly around your spouse 24 hours a day? It does take a little bit of adjustments to get used to this. And there's, there's actually been research done on this. And most research confirms the happiest people in retirement not only have a spouse or someone to hang out with, but also have that social structure, you know, other friends, other contacts to share various activities and to keep active with. So, folks, surround yourself with a variety of people during your retirement years 
to be able to share different experiences with and, and to do different things with to help fill that time void and help you be as, as content and possible with your retirement plan. Doug, what do you want to add to that? Well, you know, I think uh, we really hit on it pretty strong. The emotional part of retirement is a huge factor. You know, we see it time and time again when we start doing retirement plans for folks. They come in, some of them say, oh, I want to retire, but I don't think I can retire. Then we do the planning for them and we show them, yeah, you can retire. And then they're elated. I mean, they're just, you know, through the roof elated. That's our good meetings, our fun meetings. Yeah. But here's what happens. The closer they get to retirement, apprehension starts to creep in. They start getting concerned, worried. And it's so important, like you said a moment ago, for them to have a plan to do something else, activities, people around them to share that kind of thing. You know, here's the other thing about this retirement, too. You're going to go through these stages of emotion, and you're going to retire. And I tell everybody this. I said, I have yet to have anybody come back to me a year later and tell me, well, I wish I never retired. Everybody typically has had a good, positive uh, response to the retirement decision. You know, you've got to be active. Do not go sit in a rocking chair. Be active. You know, I'll never forget uh, our clients, Charlie and Carol. And this was before, Bryce, this was before you, you, you joined our firm. Charlie was a mid, um, fairly high manager with a Fortune uh, 500 company here in, in, the, in the triad. And like most of these managers, he was worked to death after the Great Recession. You know, these companies cut people and they piled more and more responsibility on top of those that were left. And, and Charlie was just absolutely worn out. He went through that same stage. You know, he came to me. He said, you yeah, know, I, I want to retire. I don't think I can retire. And you can just see. Uh, it, it's like he was wearing the weight of the world on his shoulders. I mean, he had a frown on his face. And so we went through the planning process, and sure enough, you know, he and Carol figured out, yeah, we can retire. And it was just like overnight, you know, that mm. weight of the world yeah. lifted up, yeah. you know, and a big old smile came across his face. I've seen those before, yeah. And when he finally did retire, he and Carol got an RV, and, and they've been RVing all over the place now. And when they came back in, I think this has been a couple years ago, they came back in for their annual review. Carol looks at me and she goes, thank you. I got my Charlie back. Yeah, I've heard you tell that story before. (laughs) Well, you know, that's one of the things about our job. It is so uh, it's worth doing. I mean, I just enjoy seeing and helping people get to and through retirement. Yeah, I do as well. And, you know, we've got that client, that recent client of ours, Ron, who, um, he was looking forward to retirement. He wasn't happy in his job anymore. He, we, we got him to retirement. We figured out that he can do it financially. So he retired. And what did he do? But he took up a part-time job just two weeks later because he didn't like not having a plan. He didn't yeah. know what to do with himself in retirement. Yeah. And now he's not particularly happy in his part-time job. He's happier than he was, but it's still not ideal. But that's simply because he didn't have a plan in place of what to do in retirement. And he needs to do that. And then I think he'll quit the second job and be really happy at that point. Um, but, you know, Doug, it's not just about the emotional side of things. While that's a, a key part of what we're talking about today, we do have to consider the financial aspect as well. Um, we had the clients that we met with yesterday who are really wanting to retire, and they, they figured that they have to work about five more years 
And unfortunately, we've had to take a hard look at their budget and their spending and their income and tell them, uh, folks, we've got a lot of trimming of the fat to do around the edges here of your budget if you were going to retire even in five years. And so, yeah, the emotional side of things is very important, but the financial aspect of planning for retirement is equally as important. It's just the one that's, that's talked about a lot more, so we wanted to dedicate today's show about the emotional side of things. But, Doug, I hear what you're saying. It is so good to be able to tell somebody that, hey, good news, you can retire, and they do retire, and then we meet with them a year later because we always meet with our clients as part of our fiduciary duty at least once a year, and they are truly happy. I've seen it as well where they, you can just see when they walk in that door, oh, my gosh, this looks like somewhat of a different person than we met with last time. That's great news, and I like the job just as much as you do, Doug. Well, folks, we are up against a quick break, but stay tuned. When we return, we'll explore some traditional considerations that's going to impact your retirement lifestyle. And I want to remind you, visit our website and download our free report, Five Things Your Retirement Must Include to Succeed. We'll be right back. And welcome back to the Wealth Guardians Radio Show. This is where we help our clients retire the job, but not the paycheck. And for you listeners who are five to seven years from retirement and you want to confirm that you're making the best decisions for retirement, we offer a no-cost, no-obligation second opinion to make sure you're actually on that right path. You can give us a call at 336-391-3409. Again, that's 336-391-3409 or visit us on our website, www.thewealthguardians.com. Now, before the break, we discussed some factors that definitely can impact your retirement lifestyle that having nothing to do with money. Doug? Well, Bryce, you know, I've always tell people, you're going to know when you're ready to retire. But as exciting as it is, let's face it, most people experience a range of feelings when they go from employed every day to having more free time and being away from the routine and the people at work. Just being aware that feelings of loss or adjustment are normal in this first step in retirement. You know, having strategies like recognizing the stress of change, coming up with a schedule for your time and surrounding yourself with friends and family are very important coping mechanisms. Yeah, that's that's probably good advice no matter what kind of change you're going through. Doug, we started the show talking about factors to consider when facing retirement that have absolutely nothing to do with money. But there are some other factors that probably fall within both the emotional and the financial realm, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. You know, probably the top of the list here uh, is health care and long-term yeah, care. Yeah. Bryce, do you know what the definition of long-term care is? I'm going to say something along the lines of uh, going to a nursing home where you need medical assistance for a long period of time, probably longer than would be available in a traditional hospital setting. Well, you know, I, I would agree with that, but I think it uh, to sum it up, uh, this is a little bit better. Long-term care isn't a place. That's true. It's an event that is financially, emotionally, and physically devastating for the spouse and the family of the person who becomes frail. Yeah, that's good. Let's be honest. We're all going to have some emotions to deal with when it comes to aging and the need for increased medical attention. You know, our bodies are just not doing what they used to do, and, and maybe 
our bodies sometimes are doing things they'd never did before. <laughs> if you get my drift. You know, my dad, he's 87, and then he says this. He says, aging is not for sissies. You know, it's frustrating and a bit of a gut check to realize to a certain extent our bodies dictate our life and yeah. our lifestyle in retirement. Yeah, that's true. So while it's a part of it, this is also financially a related factor. If you become disabled, the cost of assistance with daily living tasks generally is not covered by Medicare. So you have to consider the impact of long-term care illness both financially and emotionally. Here's some odds. These are staggering odds. A married couple turning 65 today, there's a 70% chance that at least one of the spouses is going to need some degree of long-term care or home health care at some point in time in their retirement. Right. Long-term care is not covered by Medicare or private insurance. This is another major expense you have to plan for, even if you have a lot of family members that think they're going to take care of you. This is an expense involved in that as well. Actually, long-term care illness is the number one cause of financial ruin in retirement. And obviously, that has not only financial but emotional implications. Yeah, that is very true, Doug. You know, another potential version of that scenario you also need to consider is from the perspective of being a caregiver for somebody who needs the long-term care. And this can be taking care of your own spouse or your parents. This has started happening with our own clients' base. And, Doug, yours and my family's. I know my brother and his wife are dealing with uh, her, her father. And uh, my wife and her sister are dealing with their mother and her husband not being able to take care of each other as they had always planned. Uh, it happens at this stage of our lives. And based on our experiences, Doug, people retire in their 60s. Their parents may be in their 80s, and eventually their parents need help and care. If they don't have protection in place to be able to buy that care, who are they going to turn to but their family members? You know, a lot of times that's going to fall on you, and it puts that pressure, stress, and responsibility squarely on you, and that takes a lot out of your retirement plan. So that costs you money and time, and needless to say, it's an incredibly emotionally packed situation. Many times people just don't consider these facts. They don't want to. And they think, hey, I'm getting ready to retire. I'm good. I have enough money in the bank. I can do this. And then suddenly they're in a position where they're a responsible caregiver for their family. You know, not only do you have to address long-term care for your own individual situation, you also need to look at it from the perspective of asking yourself, am I in a situation where I may have to become uh, some type of caregiver to somebody else in the future? And this is definitely a factor that needs to be considered in every retirement plan, Doug. You know, sure, and it's occurring more and more often. Uh, it is. Hopefully, you're one of the lucky few that won't have to deal with the stress and cost of long-term care. But, you know, even normal health care costs in retirement can be a source of stress uh, as well as uh, financial consideration. You know, like we said a few minutes ago, there's a lot of emotion that accompany coming to terms with our own aging bodies as well as those we love. You add that to the financial consideration, and it can be really stressful. Many people wait to retire until they get to 65 so they can go on Medicare right. and thinking that's going to cover the majority of their medical expenses but for the rest of their entire life. Unfortunately, even though it will cover a lot of their medical expenses, it's not going to cover it all. It's not going to cover them all. Earlier this year, Fidelity Benefits Consulting released this latest retiree health care estimate. It was a sticker shock, folks. 
It said this. It said that a 65-year-old couple retiring today will need an average of $280,000 in today's dollars to cover medical expenses throughout retirement. And that's up from 2015, $240,000. Now, these costs are like Medicare premiums, co-payments, deductibles, prescription drug, out-of-pocket expenses, and also, as a report from the Society of Actuaries notes, most retirees do not have dental insurance, and dental expenses are not covered by Medicare. Routine eye care is not covered. Hearing aids aren't covered. Exams for fitting them are also not covered by Medicare. Hey, Doug, careful. Now, you're sounding like Bernie Sanders there. Oh, my gosh, Bryce. You could have gone all day long and not said that. <laughs> <laughs> so, look, you know, retirement's not just about having enough money because your debts are paid in full, your house is paid off, you have a certain amount of income, and you have to budget, and you're good. You have enough money to be able to retire. And one thing you can do, if available, to you is to have a health savings account. Right. Very valuable accounts that you can contribute to on a tax deductible basis allow that money to grow tax-free and pull it out tax-free as long as you use it for medical expenses. So it's kind of like an IRA. Right. It's saving money for your retirement plan and this is like an IRA. It's going to grow for you tax-free until you take money out. Now, the great thing about an HSA versus an IRA, when you take money out of an IRA, it's taxable. An HSA, like I said a moment ago, when you take the money out for, say, prescription drugs or hearing aids, it comes out tax-free. So if you have access to saving money in a health savings account, I highly suggest you fund it as much as you can each year. There are contribution limits, but again, do this because you're going to need extra money for health care in retirement. Well, that's good words, Bernie. I mean, Doug. (laughs) Now, since we focus the second half of the show on considerations that fall into the category of being packed with emotion, as well as financial implications when planning for retirement, we can't leave out the underlying stress of always having to worry about what happens in my retirement save if my retirement savings takes a hit. That would obviously be a major problem for a retirement plan. Which is why we've stressed a lot lately that with this market on the longest bull run in history, we are way overdue for a correction. And, of course, we know one is coming. You have to make sure you're in a position where you're not going to take that big hit. Now, this not only eliminates the financial consequences, but needless to say, it takes a big load of worry off your shoulders. And you not only have to do this before you retire, but you got to do it during retirement as well. Because if you're taking money out of your retirement plan in a down market, that could really cause you some major problems. It could easily cause you to run out of money in retirement very quickly. And, you know, one of the biggest recipes for disaster, Doug, you know this, in a retirement plan is drawing income from an account that is losing money. You can't let this happen in a word. It's unsustainable. And you may very well need to analyze your current investment philosophy and make sure your investments are in a position where they will be protected when that big market hit comes. Well, Bryce, you're right. You know, the the bear market is overdue. It will eventually happen. But, you know, I want to go back a little bit on long-term care because I'm afraid I sounded kind of doom and gloom there. <laughs> I want to give you folks a little bit of um, a, a happy way to uh, fund long-term care. It's with, uh, talk about asset-based. Asset-based yeah, long-term talk care. Talk about this. Yeah. Uh, and the best way to do it is to give you an example. Uh 
recently in our Charlotte office, uh, we have clients down there. Uh, he had a variable annuity. It was a non-qualified account, meaning he paid uh, for the premium for this annuity with uh, after-tax money. Believe it or not, back in the 80s, he put $50,000 in it, and it was now worth 180000 It had gone through two severe bear markets, but he still made about 8% a year. Not bad, right? Right, that's not bad. But, you know, they're in a great position where they don't really need this money right now. They don't need the income. They've got other assets set aside. And here's the rub. It grew from fifty to 185000 so it's 135000 worth of gain. Well, that all comes out taxable, that gain does. So what we were able to do is to do a tax-free exchange into a long-term care annuity that would cover both of them with a bucket of funds worth $750,000 that would pay for home health, long-term care, or skilled care. And when used for that, guess what? That's tax-free. Now, boy, that's a win-win, and that's a very easy way for, for folks to cover that long-term care expense. So, right. folks, if you're out there and you have a, a bucket of money like this that maybe you don't need and you're looking for a good place to, to invest it for the future, asset-based long-term care is certainly uh, one of those, uh, one of those uh, places to, to invest the money. Well, you know, every situation's unique, and that's why we like to sit down and have that no-cost, no-obligation, second-opinion review. And if we can identify areas where we can offer additional options, more tax efficiency, Social Security optimization, let us show you how to retire that job and keep the paycheck. Call us at 336-391-3409 or go online at thewealthguardians.com. Also, take advantage of the free report on our website, Five Things Your Retirement Plan Must Include to Succeed. Well, here we are at the end of another show. Thanks for spending some of your weekend with us. We really appreciate it, and we'll be back next week on the Wealth Guardians Radio Show. Folks, everybody out there, have a good weekend. Doug, you have a good weekend, and we'll talk to you all next weekend. Take care. Take care. 